the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, episode 124. Who pays the bill if a guardianship is needed? Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast. I am your host, Casey Price from the StressedOutCaregiver.com. Forgot what I was going to say there for a minute. <laughs> and uh, before I'd like to begin today, I want to let you know about the Stressed Out Caregiver Facebook support group. The group is available to anyone caring for an aging parent, spouse, or elderly loved one who wants to, le- to leverage the knowledge of other caregivers. It's a chance to get assistance from other people caring for loved ones and also share what you've learned to hopefully help others struggling with issues you have experienced dealing with yourself. It is a great group. We have a lot of people who are really active in the group who are helping each other out. It's amazing. Somebody puts a, a question in there and before I have a chance to even see it, sometimes there's 10, 12 responses. So, I mean, it is a really great, lively group where people are doing their absolute best to help each other through the caregiving journey. So I hope you will consider joining the group and I I look forward to seeing you soon. Now today we're going to discuss who pays the bill if a guardianship is needed. Of course, the best thing you can do is avoid a guardianship altogether. And when I use the word guardianship, there are some states that refer to a guardianship as a conservatorship. So if that's your state, you know, just um, insert the word conservator every time you hear the word guardian or conservatorship every time you hear the word guardianship. If you do that, then this this episode will make a lot more sense. But it, for the majority of you, it is guardianship that we're or that what it's it's called a guardianship. So uh, I'm going to continue to use that word. So the best way to avoid avoid a guardianship is to have a power of attorney and a living will. If you have those documents, you appoint people to manage your affairs if you can't do it yourself. The power of attorney, of course, allows someone to manage your financial affairs, while the living will allows someone to manage your medical affairs. If you have people in place, most of the time, you can avoid the necessity of a guardianship. Now, guardianships are expensive, time-consuming, stressful, aggravating, difficult, and you really want to avoid it if possible. But if you can't, you know, what's going to happen? Who's going to pay all these expenses? What, what expenses are we talking about? Well, medical expenses, because you have to have the person examined by doctors. Uh, legal expenses, if a lawyer is appointed to represent the incapacitated person, that is the, the person that you're having the guardianship um who, who, who the person who needs the guardian, that would be the incapacitated person. So until they're found to be incapacitated by the judge, they would be an alleged incapacitated person. And since you're taking a fundamental right of self-determination away from that person, they, they are, uh, they will have an attorney appointed to represent them and that attorney will need to be paid. And the attorney who is representing the person applying for the guardianship position, that attorney would need to be paid. So who's paying all of these people? It's a lot of money that we could be talking about. Well, in most situations, the court is going to have the incapacitated person pay all of the fees associated with the guardianship. So if they have funds, they are the person who will most likely be paying uh, this process. And so, you, you know, you can feel comfortable 
uh, moving forward with a guardianship application, if your loved one has the funds available to pay uh, for it, if they're found incapacitated, if they don't have those funds, well, then the court is probably going to have the attorney who represents the alleged incapacitated person do it for free. In many states, that's what happens. So that expense would go away, but the doctors may still want to be paid. And the attorney who's helping the the person applying to be guardian is probably going to want to be paid. And if the alleged incapacitated person doesn't have any money, then it would be the person who's applying to be the guardian who would probably end up paying those bills or the rest of the family would chip in to help pay those bills. But somebody, some third party would have to do that because the incapacitated person doesn't have funds. And that happens quite frequently where the incapacitated person doesn't have funds and can't afford to pay for the guardianship um, proceedings. So the family ends up trying to pay for it themselves. In situations, again, where they do have money, where the alleged incapacitated person has assets, then the court is probably going to have that person pay those uh, those bills. So the court would um, instruct the person who's appointed guardian to pay all of the people um, who worked on the file out of the incapacitated person's money. But if they don't have funds, well, then it's probably going to be the family who's going to be uh, collecting money and, and, and paying for the services they need in order to be appointed guardian for their loved one. So when I say how important it is that we try to avoid guardianship, you know, it is significantly less expensive to have a power of attorney and a living will prepared. Significantly less expensive. I mean, it could be hundreds of dollars versus tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, that much less expensive. Um, so you, you want to be on top of that. You want to make sure your loved one has those documents, that they're valid, that they're going to work if they ever become incapacitated. And if you have them, well, you're going to avoid a whole lot of or at least in most situations, you're going to avoid a whole lot of aggravation, expense, time, um, and difficulty in trying to be appointed their guardian. So I hope this is helpful. I mean, we, I say it all the time. Try to avoid guardianship. Have these documents. These decision-making documents are so important because remember, there are other issues that come up if you don't have those documents. For instance, if your loved one would have appointed you as their agent pursuant to the power of attorney and they don't have that document, well, then other people have the opportunity to be named their guardian. In fact, some people may have a priority over you. They may be entitled to the role uh, or the position of guardian before you would be. So you may never even be able to be appointed the guardian of your loved one. So so there are there is that and, and a whole lot of other things that could come up if you need a guardian. It's not just the money, but it's it might not be possible to get the person what they would have wanted through the guardianship process. They might, the person they would have appointed to be their decision maker, to be their fiduciary or their agent pursuant to the power of attorney may not be the person who's appointed their guardian. If you want to avoid that problem, do everything you can, have these documents in place, make sure your loved one's on top of it and you can, it will go a long way towards um, making sure their wishes will ultimately be what what is honored as they continue to age. I hope this is helpful. Uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen. I, I hope uh, you get the benefit of this and can avoid 
these costs going forward. Remember to check out the Stressed Out Caregiver support group on Facebook and and also the Stressed Out Caregiver website where the blog articles go up a couple times a week where there's information that I haven't put on the podcast yet that might be uh, might be helpful to you as you care for your loved one. Remember, you can always email me. My email address is Casey at thestressedoutcaregiver.com. And now for the disclaimer. And today's an important disclaimer because we're talking about the legal issue of guardianship. So let's make sure that if you have uh, a need for help, you're going to ultimately talk to an attorney. So today, and as always, this show is based in New Jersey law. The laws in your state might be different. The content of this show is not intended to be legal advice, but rather information so you can find the help you and your aging parents, spouse, or elderly loved one need to provide each of you with the highest possible quality of life and the least amount of stress. Once again, I am Casey Price. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you about these important issues related to caring for your loved ones. So I'm grateful that you take the time out of your day to listen. And until I have the privilege of talking to you again, I wish you nothing but the best. Mm -hmm.